0: This is fun. <laughs> I don't
1: want to tell.
0: <laughs> All right. So, conversation with Bob and Bonnie today. Uh, we have not taken a whole lot of time to uh, ramp up. We just are are going to try something new and push the record button earlier rather than later. If you're joining us for the first time, I think this is conversation number five. Conversation number five, um, and we keep trying to get to righteousness and terms of uh, covenant terms and uh or like not really the terms of the covenant it technically but terms that are found that are covenant terms <laughs> so that's <laughs> um that's fun and we always take the long way around which is uh pretty beneficial to both bob and to me so um Last time we were talking all kinds of things, uh, and I don't even know if we really got to covenant. Uh, but we we talked about the anti-Herod, <laughs> the anti-Herod, the antichrist, um, <laughs> and it's meaning the you know in the place of, um, not that there's this one, but the, it's a spirit of the antichrist in the place of, um, yeah, and not what people really think about. But we were just talking about. Um, both of us have been out running errands today and um i it's so fascinating because we we don't often listen to this particular radio station except i have oasis network playing in my garage ever since we got backyard chickens so since we got the chickens i have this little radio set up in the garage cuz we we when they were little they used to be in the garage under a little heat lamp and we just kept it on it, like for classical music, because we had heard that if you play classical music for your chickens, that they'll... They're,
1: all, they're all little fake chickens.
0: Yeah. So, but then I turned it on Oasis. And since the pandemic, we'll go out there and just get a kick on whatever's happening, you know, whether it's be School of the Bible or, you know, whatever song is playing and and Beckett and Tamara will walk in and, and you know, repeat whatever is happening on Oasis Network, which David Ingalls is a part of my story. Um, and I just don't know even how my how old he is. I mean, I, I he's been around my entire life. And when my mother was was pregnant with me, she used to put old-fashioned headphones around her belly with David Ingalls. Um wow. <laughs> David Ingalls. And so I am literally knit together in my mother's womb on David Ingalls songs. And wow. and Kenneth Copeland so- uh, songs, Kenneth Copeland songs and, and old school preaching and teaching. And so Bob and I got on uh. the, the call today. And he's like, I heard some old school preaching and teaching from uh, Keith Moore, which was a, a, a teacher of mine at school. He was one of my he was one. of He taught uh, the name of the class was. uh What was it called? Oh, my gosh. Pride and submission. That was the title of the class. <laughs> You've got to laugh at that. Pride oh and submission. As an eighteen-year-old, I was listening to Pride and Submission. <laughs> Woo! I would love to go back and hear some of those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was he was uh, preaching today, and unbeknownst to Bob and I, we were listening to the same radio station at the very same time and we jumped on the the call just now we were like i got to hear some old school preaching and teaching it was actually pretty good (laughs) and uh and what were you going to say about it bob because i was like let's just start recording let's just see what's going to happen because i want to hear you were saying that's talking about the the uh man who was um the Bible says lame from birth, I think, is what the Bible says, but that, that's the language of the King James. But he was obviously had never walked, however you want to call that, disabled.
1: Right. Yeah, it was uh, about, um, you know, just a great message about when Jesus came and asked, you know, taught, taught, ministered to the man and, and uh, how often Jesus would just tell people, when, when he either knew by the Spirit that they were ready to be healed, wanted to be healed, and many times would even ask them, what do you want? And they'd say, I want to walk. Okay, then walk. They'd even yeah. tell them to do what they <laughs> had never been able to do. And, but at the word of Jesus, as Mary you know, so famously said, whatever he says to do, his first uh, miracle, whatever yeah. he says to do do that yeah and and really all of the miracles after that it's that same if you want to look for one type of a pattern that would be a, a general pattern is whatever jesus says to do do that and so this in this case he said walk and he mentioned you know like another time he said stretch out your withered hand. And it's like the guy could move his arm, but when he get to the end, his hand wouldn't open. But when he did it at the word of Jesus, he did everything he could do. He put his arm out and then, he, then his fingers opened up. And so mm-hmm. you do the part that you can do. And then when, when the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, you do the part that you can do. And then you let whatever it is that God says to do thats uh, that you've never done before, he's going to empower you, enable you. Uh, Equip you to do that part.
0: I just love that so much because what I was catching while I was sweeping the garage and hearing that part of the of the message, he was really excited and and just saying he had never walked before this particular miracle they were talking about. He had never walked before, but he did that day.
1: He did that day. day. He did that day, and he did probably every day after.
0: Yeah, And, and it's just so fascinating because. You know, it's not unjust that that Jesus would say, take up your bed and walk. I mean, he didn't even bother to say, have you ever had training? Do you have any training? Right. <laughs> do, you have, do you have any experience you got a PT walking? therapist here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any experience walking? Your your muscles might be atrophied. So, uh, well, let's take that into consideration. Let's work you up to the. Okay.
1: Let me get a couple of, couple of people here to steady you.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: Peter no, in fact not only did he tell him to walk which he'd never done and he and of course it was a miracle that his muscles suddenly weren't atrophy it's just as big of a miracle as they know is you have to learn to walk I mean you see people who even walk before their spine where <laughs> yeah. something is injured and they have to relearn they have to retell and train their brain when I tell this muscle to do this this does this and then certain parts do it automatically and you know, balance and things, but that all takes—that all takes practice. Doing it again and again, and your body has to coordinate to do that. And uh, many times, when you hear the miracles of Jesus, it's like all of that suddenly is together, as if the person had been walking all along. And what I was going to do, I was going to tell on myself how there's so many times and so many things that I know that God has—that uh, I can see God. Uh, desires me to do and rather than just do them because my, I, I both love my logical brain and hate my logical brain <laughs> <laughs> because I love the fact that because I have a logical brain um, when I read things and look at things and read the Bible and look at the narratives and see the stories. And I know that, you know, that there, there's, there's um, stories, hidden stories within the stories in meetings and um, so I love to intuit and and puzzle them out, although I know I will never fully understand them without it, always asking the spirit and, and the spirit enabling me to see the message hidden in it. But it's still it's a it's a coordinated thing. Like I do the part I can do, I do the puzzling. And then, when I get to the end and I can't figure it out anymore, I always ask the Holy Spirit, Well, now what do I do? And then, you know, what I don't, I've reached the end. I don't see Mm -hmm. what this character is supposed to be or whatever. And then the Holy Spirit does that part. That's, he opens my withered hand in that part of my brain. And, uh, but the one thing that I know also that I was going to tell on myself is that so often I've, my brain, because I've worked it, so much my whole life, um, l- learning, especially learning things, learning new things, getting new information, and it, it keeps exercising my brain and making new neural pathways and, and logic is always involved. And But um, oftentimes then when I do sense that the Holy Spirit wanting me to do something, then is when I forget messages like the one that we heard with Keith today. <laughs> <laughs> which is a great reminder. That's why we need each other. And I'll go, but I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. Like yeah. I know I'm supposed to be making some videos right now. And it's like, I don't know how to make a video. I don't know how to <laughs> add the sound and make, you know, get, gather clips and put, you know, I can write the, the, the stuff, but I don't know how to do it. But it's like, I I've seen them. I can, I've seen some of them. Like in dreams videos that I'm going to do that are just these instructive videos that has, you know, they kind of look like nature—a nature video of a bug. You know, and and it'll be like, you know, and here's the crema bug walking <laughs> along, climbing up into the tree where it will plant its eggs. And <laughs> uh-huh. do, so I, I've seen them in my right. imagination, and um, but every time I get down to it, I just stop because I go, I don't know, I can't do that.
0: Uh-huh. And yeah, I think of I
1: always, I always remember that Gilligan's Island. Uh, when I was a kid, when um, the one time that Gilligan found these wings, I don't remember, I, it's been so long, I don't remember exactly how he found them, but he had these wings and he was, all of a sudden, he jumped out of the street or something like that, or off a wall or something. he's got these wings and he's flapping his wings. And the professor and the, sk- and the skipper are there and they go, well, buddy, what are you doing? You can't fly. And he goes, anybody's flying.
0: Yeah. They, yeah. they both
1: look at him and they go, that's impossible. That defies the laws of physics. You can't fly. And, and and Gilligan goes, I can't? And they go, yeah. No. And when he <laughs> finds out that he can't fly, that's when he falls to the ground.
0: Right. Right. But before he
1: yeah. when he didn't know he couldn't fly, he was flying.
0: Yeah. No, that's so that's so good. And I, I just love how you took the withered hand, it was a physical miracle in the story we're talking, talking about, or like the, the the person that couldn't walk walking and making that mental, you know, making that put, put that in the mindset that, that withered part of your abilities to do something. And I've always, you know, in, in starting a church, like, like I have so many years ago, and of course not by myself with great group of people and everybody around me, uh, nobody does anything by themselves. That's, that I think is a key as well. There's no, there's no just, you know, Lone Ranger out doing it. It's, it's a big team of people that's, that are called by the spirit that do their part And I think that's part of the video thing too. You know, it's like if we would open our minds a little bit and say, I'll do what I can do. Well, sometimes the only thing in my own experience, the only thing I can do is speak it out. The only thing I can do is speak it and in prayer and with the spirit and then expect that I'll be at the intersection of grace and provision that I'll be at the intersection of people, 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 resources and, Provision, monetary, whatever it is, or intellectual capital, anything that we need, that I'll be there. And it's only the only, as far as I'll go, is as far as it'll go. I, and it, it's a weird deal because the, the, when you move, God God moves. It, it's just the relationship, it's a relationship together. And sometimes all we need to do is speak and then show up. And I, I've always, right. if I show up, but then if you allow um, fear, depression, anxiety, um, just a b- basic laziness, even just a laziness of like, I'd just rather eat chips than go after the things <laughs> of God or whatever, you know, um, then those things just wait. And, you know, they wait on you because you're the only one that can do it. We used to be told that God would just pick up somebody else and, and have that done. I don't know if that's true or not I, we don't maybe understand the macro of how God gets God's things done in in the world and sure. and you know allows things to do I think it's kind of interesting to think that if somebody never did it or if they died without for you know fulfilling their particular unique destiny or purpose it'd be fun to think that that would be still in the earth to do and you and I, I think have talked about that in very as various people have died um, over the years and we knew what they had in them you know, knew what they had by the spirit and, and knew that they, for whatever reason, I mean, it can be a myriad of things why we don't do things. And that's why sure. one of the things that Keith Moore was always so good about teaching us around um, judging, about being careful not to judge and to you with the same measure that you use, it'll be measured back to you and and talking about using mercy if you will use, whoo, man, I just, is such a good reminder. I, I, I just felt that as I said it, because we will so often judge ourselves for not being where we think we ought to be in comparison to what we had made an objective to do. Now we judge ourselves and we judge the, as as harshly, as we judge ourselves, we judge other people and the mercy doesn't get to flow. He would always say, if you if you'll exercise mercy and stay like Brother Hagin would say, stay in neutral when it comes to judging other people, just stay in neutral. You don't need to speak anything negative about it. You don't need to add your two cents. You don't need to vent your your feelings uh, necessarily about all about everything that everybody does. If you'll stay in neutral about it and allow the mercy and compassion and love, you know, they'd say love, allow the love walk to to flow. I'd probably say right. compassion, compassion or empathy, mercy would still be something I would use. but I they then then when you hit a rough spot, that same mercy that you gave to that one that was struggling or procrastinating or you know, spending years in a depression and you don't know why or whatever else. Now when you come to something like that, that mercy and compassion will be there to lift you and and allow you to move through with a grace if we will extend it, and I I have learned in some areas, I've been able to extend mercy and grace and it comes back to me and I feel it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It, that, that, that's that principle, uh, one of my favorite um, proverbs. He, again, and it's in, in the Hebrew, it actually is a colloquialism that can mean many, many things. Um, and so that's why when you read, if you look at 15 different translations, you're going to see four or five different ways, but it says he who waters will himself be watered. Mm. And mm. another one though says he who teaches will himself be taught. Yes. And yes. he who extends mercy will himself receive mercy, mercy. because it's all the, the words that are used there. It It's all of those things. Mm. And so when we, when we choose to walk, with the power of agape, which is God's kind of love, which is non judgmental and only wanting to see growth, only wanting to see um, peace, only wanting to see provision um, for someone. And so we have, again, always one of two positions, just like in the garden. We can either be watering our bride or we can be pointing the finger and saying it's the bride's fault
0: yes uh-huh. and
1: and and that's what we do to the world too the church the church's job i woke up at three uh, two, fifty four this morning and started seeing i heard five new gospel in three minutes and i and i every five minutes i, I woke up and i heard another one i and i i text send an email to myself i you yeah. know hit record and um and send another one. And
0: that's so cool.
1: That's that's what they uh, what one of them was was that the church's job is supposed to be speaking of the agape love and mercy of the Father, and we have turned it on its head, and we we think our job is to judge the world. Yeah. And um, and so so many and again, of course, some of them. What was that one church that was so famous for a while about? 15, 20 years ago, Westboro or something like that. And turns out there's only like 12 people in that whole church, all the people that were going to those rallies and being so hateful and saying, you know, God, this is God's judgment and all that. That's the whole, that's the whole congregation. And they didn't even meet to, to worship or anything. The only time they met was when they all got together and made signs to go and, 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 and call the world, you know, uh, sinners. That's all they did. They just they just ran around telling everybody how 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 much God hated them and that what was happening was God's judgment. And it's like that is that is exactly that is the spirit of the the false antichrist that say that they are there in the place of Christ, but are actually speaking the words of demons, doctrines of demons, words of demons, because it's speaking out. Um, curses it's speaking out that that they should people should feel guilty it's speaking out that they're still under condemnation it's speaking out that god is holding is holding their sins against them rather than we are to oh, be goodness. ministers of reconciliation
0: and well and it doesn't take any kind of mercy or grace or any kind of spiritual spiritual presence of mind at all to speak what is it doesn't take That's any right anything it doesn't take any kind of connection to love or anything to just say it's certainly
1: not by faith faith is that which you cannot see speaking out as though it were
0: it were (laughs) you know it doesn't take any any faith at all or any mercy or any grace to tell someone how they've messed up (laughs) it doesn't take anything to tell anybody somebody i told you so that's
1: called what they see as as if it is it's like but it is. We already know that. I already know I'm a mess. I need to know how to get out of being in a, in a mess. I looked, so that, do...
0: I looked up that. I looked up that scripture um, that you were talking about in Proverbs that you quote so often. It's it's found in Proverbs 11, 20, um, 24 and twenty five. Um, and this I'm reading out. If you are looking for a good Bible um, until Bob gets the lyric Bible printed or available in some way um the new interpreter study bible is a good one with really good notes um that a lot of folks love love to to look at and then i have a jewish study bible around here as well that i guess i don't know where it is but i love that one as well especially when i'm looking in the hebrew scriptures i love to have the jewish study bible um on hand and see um, the lens that they're putting these texts through. but Proverbs 11:23 says the desire the desire of the righteous ends only in good. The expression of the wicked, the expectation of the wicked in wrath, some give freely yet grow all the richer. others withhold what is due and only suffer want. A generous person will be enriched and one who gives water, will get water One who gives water will get water <laughs> the people right. curse. Illicit. so yeah
1: it, yeah that's so beautiful because that all that set up before that is all you again you can either be a person who gives curses or you can be a person who gives blessing you can give bitter water or you can give refreshing water, living water and it and, says, um, some, but some, whatever some you of... give is what you will be pouring out to yourself. It's the world that you live in.
0: Oh my gosh. It's so, the lens it's...
1: that you see others. Yeah. With it's... Is the lens that you actually, that's what Jesus kept saying. It's the lens you, by the way, be careful because whatever lens you look at others, that's the way you're going to look at God and the way that you think God is going to be looking at you.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so good. And it's the way you're going to treat other people because you believe it's how God is treating you
1: exactly how god treats people who are broken if you if you see a broken person and then you go see you're a broken person you stupid broken person <laughs> that's, just, that's what god does to you hey you dumb broken person it's like that's not what god's
0: doing you're, you're
1: so damaged you keep
0: on making the same mistake over and over again you're just damaged right. you're damaged beyond repair right. oh my gosh and i <laughs> just I love this idea that in verse twenty four, some give freely, yet grow all the richer, and Sorry. others others withhold what is due and only suffer want. But that's that is where, when we, I don't think it's just talking about money, because it is. It's not. It's, it's not at all. It's it's like this fairness game that we play. Right. Oh my gosh. In family dynamics, you
1: don't deserve so all you deserve is punishment and rules words and and so then they but if someone will give freely the, the words of life then they actually grow in the words of life and the and the love of life and the the, the life loving them uh, more but if they withhold words of life and and gifts of grace then they actually shrivel and die
0: Oh my gosh. It's so good. And going on, it says the people curse those who hold back grain, but a blessing is on the head of those who sell it. Whoever diligently seeks good, seeks favor, but evil comes to the one who searches for it. In other words, you get what you're looking for. You find what you're
1: looking for. If if you're looking for broken people so you can yell at them, you're going to find them. But if you're looking for broken people so you can serve them and love them and tell them that they've been made the reconciled, they've been reconciled unto the Father. Because that's what God did when he sent Jesus. He was, for it was God was reconciling the whole of the cosmos to himself when he mm. sent to the Son.
0: Oh, man. That is so good. I love going through the Proverbs sometimes and just seeing some of these things that we we lose track of. Man, the fairness piece is really central for me. Um I, I don't know if we ever grow out of it. I don't know when you get mature enough to just like allow that <laughs> fair. It, it's not fair. Um, comes out of comes out of all ages. Um, and just that idea for me when I'm in an it's not fair type mode. I feel very narrow and very. Um, stingy just a, a very like a, a very narrow stinginess kind of a i don't want to give even um of my good nature like right. even my good nature doesn't want to come through because i i want to withhold and like the, the scripture saying like withhold what is due which is the goodness of love and patience and kindness and gentleness and goodness, but I'm withholding it because I've deemed them unworthy of it. They don't even get my good countenance. And usually that happens in family. That's, that's usually the people you love the most you do that to because it's, you don't know very well that you give your best to most of the time. (laughs) Yeah. And that is, how do you even, begin to give your good nature in a in that in that family dynamic, give the mercy, allow the grace to to flow.
1: I mean well, this goes this goes back to a thought I had long ago when I was um, and that's what the five things that I came up with this morning in the middle of the night was because I was dreaming about um, the law, le- the legal system the the U.S. legal system, because I was you know long ago I wanted to be an attorney. That's what I thought I was supposed to do. I thought I was supposed to be an attorney, and I loved the law. I loved learning about the law and and um, you know the, the the history of law and the Magna Carta and what happened before that and how people were treated and how that was a major transformation. But then when the American system was uh, that came about. It was even a step beyond the Magna Carta when the rule of just kings and noblemen over the over the the, um, the serfs was um, made. Where that was when the beginning of all men being seen as being equal under by their creators was the Magna Carta, and then it grew from there. But anyway, I remember when I used to read about that, and I read so many books, and I read all about the. You know, the creation of the Constitution, I read the Federalist Papers, which is the, the diary that was kept for years as they were meeting every day. There were people who were keeping minutes. And you might say, and that's what the Federalist Papers are, is actually the minutes of everything that was discussed to how they came to the conclusion of each different part of the Constitution. So people talk about we don't know what the intent was. When they, when they said that, it's like, oh, absolutely. That's what the Federalist Papers are. It's four or five years of diary, daily diary, the dialogue that went on. And they were literally saying, well, this is the way they did it in this country. And then, you know, hundreds of years ago, they did this. And Rome tried this. And this worked. And this was good. But this was bad. And so they crafted, carefully crafted the Constitution. And the, all the phrases in there actually have very specific meanings that have been lost which is so sad because our country would be so different if we actually understood the constitution. But one of the things I remember reading about back then, as I was reading about the law and listening to all these people with these beautiful legal minds, they talked about this fairness issue. And they said, see, here's the problem. Even children know it. Fairness is really hard. What the law does is just give equality. Mm. equal is easy because if there's two people and there's one apple then everybody each person gets a half an apple yeah but see that's even but fairness is something different and yeah. it's way more complicated and way more nuanced and then when you add love to it the love factor that's a completely different thing and mm. part of again even economists um uh, Kinsey and Economics is dealing with that. There's just a pie. That's it. There's only X amount of wealth in the world, and it's never going to be any more. And so we have to equally divide that pie up to everybody. But see, that's not the truth. That's what this one guy said. He said that's that's denying God. When Mm -hmm. you put God in the equation, then you have stories over and over again, like the widow who had nothing but a little crude of oil. Mm-hmm. And so it seemed like, well, she just had this little amount, but she just, he said, here's a, here's a strategy you, because God is going to help you with this. You're going to do your part. You're going to take the little bit of oil you have, and, mm-hmm. but you're going to go to all your neighbors because your neighbors have lots of pots. You only have a couple, but you're going to go borrow all of your neighbor's vessels. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to start pouring. So your thing is to have a little bit of oil and to bend your wrist. Yeah. You know, God's going to do all the rest of the work. Yeah. He's mm. going to multiply that. And from nowhere, we don't know how that worked.
0: I still that. don't.
1: But yeah. it filled all the vessels until the last drop came out when the last vessel was completely filled. Mm. So Keynesian economics says that there's only a pie with only so much. God's kind of pie. And that's what this guy was, this Christian uh, guy on the Constitution I was reading long ago, decades ago. Mm -hmm. Um, He said, when you add God to it, though, see there, it's limitless resources. Mm -hmm. And so, and especially when you then begin to talk about this issue, uh, but I don't feel like this person deserves it. And I only have so much energy and so much love. Well, then you've already missed it. We have missed it as as humans, because we've just limited the agape love that then grace that we give as coming from us, but Mm -hmm. we're not the source. Yeah. Got it. We're yeah. just the vessel. We need, we're just the little vessel with a little bit of olive oil in it. And both we will just put our, do our part and just put our hand out and, and bend a little bit at the wrist. Mm. then we're going to find that we have limitless supplies of that oil to flow out on everybody or all of our neighbors, each of. And so that story is as if it's a metaphor of your neighbors are the vessel mm. and you are, I have the oil, the Holy Spirit within you. And when you go and you minister to your neighbors, you find that you, the grace of God flows through you. And suddenly every one of her neighbors um, changed their mind about her. And they saw the beauty that she had and the love of God and the mercy and the wisdom that was flowing forth from her. And so then she had an entire town. She wasn't a widow at all. She wasn't uh, without a husband. Now she had 20 husbands, and she had 20 sister-in-laws, and she had all these people who all cared for her, and every one of her needs was met. Again, I'm not saying that it's to strip away that it was a miracle. It was, but that's actually, if you think about it, the greater miracle is turning the minds of all your neighbors, and their hearts being turned Mm. because the love of God suddenly starts flowing through you give it when you're when we're giving to people who by our estimation don't deserve it but agape isn't about the one if they're beautiful if they're worth it if they're it's agape love is finds its source in god himself Mm -hmm. and god is that love and he again as you always say agape demands it it it, it's required to flow Mm. agape love has to flow out it's why why he created everything i believe
0: it's insistent it's a, it, it insists love, insists. Insist, love That's it, it. exists it insists because it has an object that has a relationship with a thing another thing that draws the light that life um it draws the life out of not not in a way of depleting another but it 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 it, how do you say it you sort of you're tapping i mean it's like what is in that person which is the imago dei which is the love of god which is the gentle nature of the spirit when we're around each other and we can draw on that in one another then there's an endless supply of that nature I I love that idea that of, of going from that proverb that said he who withholds more than is due ends up lacking, but he who gives freely enri- is enriched all the more. It's exactly Perfect. the vessels. It's exactly the, the more that she's pouring, the more she's getting. The more that Jesus and the disciples handed out the bread, you know, and the fish, the more it kept. I mean, the more they were in action and in flow, the more provision occurred. I, I just, I love that, that idea. And which is why I think when, you know, the the cliche that if you want something done, ask a busy person, it's kind of the same idea. Because if, when you're in motion like this, you can just pick things up and you're, it, the revelation is flowing. I mean, the fact that five gospel in three minutes just flowed at three o'clock in the morning for you that's because you're in conversation about that when you're writing you get more to write when you're speaking you have more to speak when you're in giving you have more to give it's just it, this it demand it's like there's a demand on right. on the flow and it in, is
1: it, yeah in fact that scripture um um uh, Oh, I was just thinking about it earlier today, kind of turning it, up, just looking at it a little bit different. Um, when we have uh, various trials and temptations, we are to count it not as a trial and a temptation. Right. You know, it's another It's another place where the word logizomai, which is reckon, or to, to make an account, to decide that you're going to logically say, "I know that the world and in the natural, this looks like it's a problem to me." Someone is coming and saying something bad, or someone is coming and saying, "There's something your, you know, your uh, car is broken or whatever." And I and I and we are instructed to take that and say, "I count that as a joy. I count that as a positive. I count that. I am recognizing that that's actually grace." To me, not a problem for me, but it's grace to me. Because again, that means I just found another area where 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 I, I'm weak. And so I now rejoice where I'm weak because I find it. Wherever I'm weak, well, then again, I'm gonna put my arm out and I'm weak because I can't open my fingers, but God's gonna open my fingers.
0: Oh my gosh. So it's another cool.
1: opportunity.
0: So that scripture is James 1, 2. It says, My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind consider it nothing but joy consider it right and is that logizomai is that what you were saying
1: logizomai right to logic to logic it in your mind and say i know that it should be this but i am going to it's just like we are to count ourselves we are to logizomai ourselves as righteous even though we say but i do bad things but i'm telling you you need to see that god has given you the upright status of jesus as your status. Wow. So you need to count yourself the way that God does because God said I am giving and Jesus said I'm giving you my righteousness.
0: Oh my God. My
1: right standing with the Father. I'm giving it to you as part of our exchange in this covenant. Again, going back to covenants that we still haven't quite how is it covered, but how, how is it work.
0: not a lie? <laughs> how is it not a lie and how is it how is it that we stay in the truth? Of the love of God and not and lie not, which is another, you know, don't deceive yourself. Oh, and that's easy again that's when you understand easy.
1: the difference between facts and truth. Because right, it's so right. beautiful. <laughs> oh my god. We're, so consider we're it unpacked. nothing. Facts is the is the knowledge of the, the, the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. That's what a fact is. Oh my gosh. Truth is Whew. the tree of life, because Jesus said, You will come to Gnosco. Which is that word to have an intimate knowledge of something because of a relationship with that something? Oh my God! You will come to gnosco the truth, and that that truth will set you free. Well, but then, but the thing is, you have to put take everything Jesus said. The four Gospels are the four priests that are at the four corners. Of the ark of the covenant which is a picture of jesus so the only way we really understand how what jesus really looks like is when you read all the gospels and take all the words of jesus that they all put forth and it's like a puzzle and you put them all together so in one place jesus said you're going to come to genosco the truth and in that genosco that truth it's going to that truth will set you free but then another place he says in another gospel and by the way i am Truth. The truth, I am the truth. I am that truth. So you're going to come to know me. So it's, see, it's not like, well, I have my truth. You have your truth. I have my truth. And I think I've learned this fact, and so that's the truth, and that's going to set me free because I know, no, 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 no. It's all talking about Jesus. That's so beautiful. it's always, as he said, because it's not all attached. Point to him.
0: It's not attached to an outcome. It's attached. It's not attached to an outcome or a. Um, you know i believe you know this idea of belief that i i believe that um fill in the blank that that and we attach like an articulate outcome to it when i i i've been kind of in this thought process of believing in the one believing believing with the faith of the one in the one i have the faith of the sun and i am believing in the sun and that is setting me free to relinquish even an outcome of what I think it ought to be, but I can release it and consider it nothing but joy. Consider it nothing nothing but joy. But it doesn't, logically, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense because when you speak that way to a person who is not um, used to luxuriating themselves in the faith and the love and the presence and the peace of God, you sound like you are denying the...
1: reality (laughs) right you're just but you're again you're going to the deeper reality yeah you're looking at that again because again then you go back to covenant god has covenanted himself with himself with us as the beneficiaries and he said i covenant that i will always be the provider for anything you need so see if we have a need and then we go but i don't have any way to get it then you're going well you're not thinking about your the one that has covenanted on your behalf and says i want to i want to pay for all of your debts i want to meet all of your needs that's why it says all our needs are met in christ jesus Hmm. that's what it means because in that covenant that god made with himself to be our provider again another word is so soteria is the word and that word is been translated salvation but Mm. soteria includes in some places it's used when it's talking about healing Mm because a person was sick so their soteria that they needed their salvation the thing that they lacked was health in Mm. another place it was money in another place it was legs in another place it was hearing ears Whatever it is you lack, again, it's the thing you don't have. So you do your part, which is, I believe you, God, that you said you made covenant with yourself and made me the beneficiary and that you want to be my provider in anything that I lack. So in this area, I see I have lack. My car's broken. But now I see because you said, well, if you don't have the money for it, I do. Then I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I see this and I can. Receive it in joy because I'm now grabbing a hold of my covenant partner and knowing the way that you've done all these things consistently for me in the past, you're going to do it for me in this case. And so then now we can suddenly we're, we're taking it by the faith of the past experiences of God always coming through for us, which is why in the old Testament, they kept saying, don't look at the problems in the future. As that they're that you're going to have your these giants are too big for you. Remember, rather always go back and remember what did God do for you in the past? The last time you had a giant, like Mm. the Pharaoh Mm. and the army that was coming, he got he provided a way of escape Mm -hmm. because he is your provider, he's your healer, he's your provider. He's your comforter. He's your air conditioning in in the in the summer heat in, in the desert. He's your your heater in the in the cold winter nights. He keeps the bugs away. He brings you meat when you are when you want meat. He, you mean he? You all you do you don't have simply because you haven't asked. Scripture says mm. so. God is in the business of wanting to be your covenant provider. He he did it so uh, convincingly so that he said, look, I'm going to die so that you can have your proof. That's how far I'm willing to go. God's willing to die to say, that's how far I'll go. If you, if you to prove that I am your, your provider, I am your lover, I am your God, Uh, That was the promise of the covenant, by the way. He says, I will be your God Mm. and you will be my people. But again, it wasn't a possessive. It was that you are just as as you are going to go wow to the rest of the world. God is the greatest God there is. And he's our God. We get to claim him as ours. I get to claim you as mine, Mm. God says, because you are so precious to me. I, that's my part of the covenant. Is that you? You're mine, and and you can call me yours. And so again, and he said, it's just like in marriage, we call each other the beloved. You call your spouse. You're mine because I, 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 not because I claim you and because I own you. You're mine because I want you to know you're all I think about. You are. You are my purpose you are my reason and so um then again that's even again what it says the very good works that we were created to walk in in the greek it actually says that um god loving us is the reason we were created
0: Mm. i just i think that is so beautiful yesterday i was the third year um Third year anniversary of my grandmother uh, passing, and my grandmother was very very special to me, and I was, I more than that, I was so special to her. I think that um, as I was considering her yesterday, and thinking about what life has been like for me on Earth without her prayers, without her her prayers and her love and her sight of me. Uh, which we lost a few years before she actually passed. Um, She began to kind of go off the frequency, but she never got completely off. It was just, she wasn't there in the way in which she was for 95 years, you know, for 95 years, she was just so in it and on it and, and praying for all of us. But her love, as I considered Agape and her yesterday, I found myself saying, I never knew the shadow side of her love. I mm. never knew the shade of her love. For me, it wasn't about me. It was the love she had for me that was always present. I never mm. felt unwanted around her. I never felt that I was an inconvenience. I never felt that she was would rather be doing something different than paying attention to me. All th- and I spent a lot of time with her yeah. as a, and I always knew I, in my bones that I was the most important thing to her. And not not housework, not tasks, not cooking, not preparing. If I was helping her to put food together for a big uh, family gathering, which we o- we always did. I mean, when we were all younger, we'd get together every month for everybody's birthday, and so that ended up being twelve times a year at least. And then add holidays to that. I mean, we always celebrated the- <laughs> July. We always celebrated the different holidays that we would have and then on then everybody's birthdays and then everybody's promote anybody that did anything you know we got together and made ice cream and and you know made jello and and cooked together but she never ran over me she never was too impatient to she Mm -hmm. said bonnie later you know i don't know and i i it got to thinking where i thought i was her favorite i mean i really thought that of all the grandkids I am absolutely, I've got to be her favorite because she just treats me with such favor. And come to find out she did that with everybody. (laughs) But she did it with with all of the kids and all the grandkids and great-grandkids and great-great-grandkids and then eventually great-great-great-grandkids that she got to hold. There was never any shade to her love. And I don't think that is the closest Thing I had, and I am so blessed to have experienced that as a young person that that I can take with me, though she's right. not in this dimension. I can take that sense of belonging to someone, though she is not in this dimension anymore. I belonged to someone because of right. her love, not because I was a perfect child. And I and I really right
1: right like right.
0: I didn't have that with my own parents, you know, and I didn't have that. I don't have that even with different different people in my life. You know, often the love that we share with one another is, well, what can you do for me and how do you make me feel? I love you because of how you talk to me or I love you because of what you offer to me. I love you because of how you. Arrows. Yeah, I asked I you. Yeah, I, I
1: love you because. love Because Because of, yeah, what you do for me, agape is I love you because I'm love. And so, yeah. yeah. And you, the thing is, is see, that's, what's interesting. As I was thinking about that, when you said, I felt like I was her favorite. I always, no. In fact, you said, I believed I was because I always walked in her favor. And that's the word favorite is actually comes from when they would say, this is the favored one. So in, in like a household, the eldest son was called often the favored one, because he would get a double blessing. He got the best blessing, the first and best blessing, and and so you know like the biggest inheritance. It's a double portion. If there's if there's um, two sons, one's gonna that you'd actually make three parts, hmm. and two goes to the favored one. Because he gets his part, his equal part, his equal share, but he gets a favored, an extra part. Oh, wow. It's because it's a again, it's a picture of Jesus um, uh, being the favored one. Um, and he gets that double portion, but then he turns around and gives it to us. Um, but when when you have agape again, agape doesn't isn't back to that pie. There isn't just a limited pie. So you don't have to eat make equal parts. Your grandmother could always give all of her grandchildren, all of her love, and yeah. all of the favor, because whoever she, whoever she was in the whosever was in her presence was receiving favor, but it wasn't hers. It was it was hers to give, but it's actually uh, the, the truth. It's agape. It's the Father. It is that love. The, the limitless love, the bottomless love uh, of Agape and mm-hmm. so there is no limitation so you can give everyone all the love because oh, there's yeah. it's as much as that person needs at any moment.
0: And this is the the, the, the thing about her life and it is I, I am aware that after someone dies, it's easy to inflate their, identity and to romanticize them in a sense but i was aware because she's only been gone 3 years and then maybe a couple years before so for 39 years of my life i was aware of how good i had it with her i i made myself know that this wasn't ordinary because i looked at other people's families i knew that they didn't have a grandma like i had a grandma because i knew right. their parents and i heard them talk and i knew how they treated were treated in some cases and i had another grandmother on another side that did not treat me that way and and what it was that the resentments of life and the disappointments of life shade that agape love as an extension to the people around you that to to your children to your children's children so on one side of my family, I got to see what resentment and disappointment did, which was withhold, it's MG, withhold their good nature, withhold their favor, count um, in a sense, you know, I didn't have it good, so you're not going to have it good. You know, I right. wasn't treated well, so you better be thankful you even have a roof over your head type of language.
1: Like right.
0: I, I wasn't. Doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> I, I wasn't allowed to sleep in on Saturday morning, so you're not allowed to sleep in on Saturday. you know
1: y- I'm gonna the punishment that I got I want to extend to you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or or well, so even even, it
1: was punishment, even just the poverty that I had. I want to be sure that you experience that same poverty. Well poverty I spirit. can get it maybe once just so that they can get a taste of it, but but that they would be in a continual state. Of poverty, while there's no necessity and no poverty existing, that's cruel. Yeah, exactly. But but that's, that's what's, withholding that's, good when it when you when when it's unjust, as that proverb said, yes, yeah. withholding the good that is humanity. due, because what's due? Due is the favor of God. That's all that's due to everyone. Is the love and the favor of the Father. That's why He did it so that He could. Give all the blessing that he always intended from the beginning that Adam decided to withhold. See, Adam withheld because he didn't keep himself. He wasn't reminding himself when he ate of source. Why does this plant exist? Because there's a root that you can't see. Why are the good things in the world here? Because they're the, the visible part you can see, but the root behind it is the agape of the father. Hmm. Everything in the creation is just the, a visible, tangible expression, a metaphor that is all to point us to. Yeah. Because there is love. And the father chose to love you, to create you, to be loved.
0: Hmm. the pain the pain And so when
1: we don't do that Adam didn't do it he didn't keep himself in it he didn't he didn't when he ate he did not and then he didn't tell his bride and then the whole thing falls apart because then all you can see is the exterior and you're looking for fruit that that you enjoy but you're not reminding being reminded it's not really telling you that when you enjoy this meal it's because you are enjoyed by the father In the same way that this brings you pleasure, just eating, the father is gains pleasure by giving.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I I think that I only have a glimpse of that because of her life. I think that I have a a glimpse of that because of her life. It's rare.
1: That's a super, super, super rare gift that you got. Very rare rare. It's so, it's part of how you have it's probably why you have such a powerful faith and an ability to so easily grasp. um, Not that you're without ever without um, at times needing, uh, you know, to keep yourself reminded because that's again, we're clay vessels, but but that God is uh, able to love you even when you do a dumb thing right because you had you had if a human could do that she was channeling the father she was chan- she was being a true christian
0: and that's what did. we are
1: all to be manifest she, she was antichrist but in the best sense she was yeah. living at, in the place as christ tangibly for you as a living and breathing embodiment of of what christ is and 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 was to his disciples when he was here on the planet and is to each of us now that he's in um in our in our existence in the spirit realm within us.
0: Hmm. Well that's so so good and I love that he broke down the considerate all joy into the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil with facts and truth and true and truth and this idea that that we can we have we have got to first receive a a bath (laughs) in in the love and mercy of God in order to extend that to ourselves and to others I think that the pain and suffering of life can cause a bitterness of soul and bitterness of of mind that leaks out, you know, and I think in various times and years of one's life, I I don't think you're just, you know, altogether lovely, or you're altogether bitter. I, I think that there's these swings and these times in, in one's life, depending on what you're facing and disappointments, losses, things that are tragic, things that are tra- tragedies in people's lives. I don't think one just gets to a sweetness of soul, you know, it, it you know immediately I think there's a life cycle of the of the emotion and the harm um that comes and you know certainly my my grandmother could have been could have stayed resentful and bitter having lost her parents when she was a teenager and and being raised by um people who hated her and and disliked her and were cruel and mean to her she could have very well extended that on what we don't heal we transmit what well, we don't transmute we transmit and that pain i think that's you know is what every parent is is looking to heal themselves of hopefully so that we're not transmitting that pain onto our children and our children's children or to our spouses to right. whomever we we have the opportunity to be around in the in the workplace or whomever there's just a um a necessity to be delighting as we say that to, to luxuriate oneself in the love of God and I you know I was talking to this guy um at dinner the other night and I I see him at this restaurant that we frequent a lot and we see him a lot and I always give him a hug and he's always happy to see me and he, he lives by himself and older guy and um he got pretty upset the other night and uh, finally told me that, um, that he doesn't believe in God. And I, I said that I, I was really, I'm always really gentle with that statement. It doesn't, it doesn't have the same impact on me that it had 25 years ago when I hear that with some, when I, as Tamara and I like to say, tell me about the God you don't believe in. And I probably don't believe in that God either, you know, right. And, I think I always, I always imagine the pain and the unexplainable loss that a person has possibly suffered that um, has been pinned on a God. And so I was tread really lightly when that phrase is said, and it really like a well of compassion comes up within me. Like it's a, it's a well, I, like, I want to touch him even more. You know, I'd want to love him even more and not, not to convince him otherwise but he went on to say um i said oh i i didn't know i didn't know that that's because he attends a church in town and and i said oh i i didn't realize that that's where where you were um and Tamara and i are sitting there and we're both you know ministers and so i mean we had have we've had this long going ongoing relationship and then he finally comes out with that and um and he said i said so really like you're just convinced that that fully that deeply that 100% you are 100% convinced that there is no god and he looked at me with the sharpest uh clearest most painful look in his in his eyes and on his face and he said there's no one listening bonnie there's no one listening oh man it just cut me cut me to the core, and I, and I thought, I know what you mean. I know how you could say that, but that isn't my story. It hasn't been my experience. And I don't know how a life besides mercy and grace comes to a knowledge of that here on this side or on the other side or doesn't or won't or can't. It's just not, it isn't, it isn't my story, but it was his. And I, I thought that, I just, I, I'm, I I mean, Jesus, (laughs) Jesus said, Father, why have you forsaken me? Or my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Having a feeling, a human experience of being betrayed even by God. I don't know that we ought to end it on that note, but that that was (laughs) something to consider. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think that considering it, I I love the theme and the thread that's running through here is we started with miracles. We started with the pouring of the oil. We started with doing what we can do, doing what the Lord would, would lead us to do, and then letting God and the power of God do the next step. And even if that is just believing or saying, I believe you, God. I believe you, God, I don't know how to do this myself, but I believe that I'm always at the intersection of grace and provision and of mind, you know, and not of poverty of spirit, but of wealth in the mind that would would see the possibility where others just see an impossibility.
1: I still wanna, when we assume, I want to go through the mechanisms uh, the structure of covenant so we can see the power and all the all the um verbiage that's all throughout the old and the new testament and how when you understand that it's covenant language and the mechanics of covenant and what is what's really going on suddenly the whole of the scripture takes on a whole new light and even these podcasts that we're doing now people after we hear those should come back and listen to these again because Mm -hmm. there's even parts of these that are going to make more sense because as I was saying some of the things I'm like oh they're not really going to get the full beautiful power of this Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: they don't really if they don't really know what what that this is covenant language even mercy the word mercy itself is actually chased uh, it's translated oh. mercy, but that's a totally a covenant term.
0: Love, oh, hased. I forgot about hased, loving kindness,
1: yeah. mm. the loving kindness and mercy of God. It's hased, and it's a Hebrew word that's that is only only makes sense. It's it's a word that is strictly a covenant word, and um, so that's the beauty in the oh, Jonathan yes. David's story, Jonathan David story. And so that's one that, again, once you do the mechanics, then you start telling some of the stories and seeing these covenant terms in there. And then suddenly, and then you see, these are the pictures of God and us and Jesus. It's, it's all the same metaphor. And it's like, Oh, and then suddenly it just starts to be so powerful. And then we can, that's what gives us the ability. God has to woo us. To get us to a place where we believe that he's good mm-hmm. and that he loves us. And and so, but he's patient. That's his the the long suffering of God that his patience is is mm-hmm. in he will keep telling us and whispering and finding more and more ways and writing the that's what the Bible is. It's just story after story after story when you finally see it, that it's all these metaphors to convince us. Of all the ways that God has um, written in these stories, these these permissions mm. to believe that He's safe for us to trust that He loves us—that's really what it's, what it's ultimately all about. Much behind it all, mm. covenant's a major major um, thread throughout all of it. That once you get that, it's like suddenly it's like having this little set of dragging along two two stumpy legs on a on a little piece of scrap of wood, trying to drag yourself through the desert. Suddenly you're on like this motorcycle and you're like buzzing around. And it's like, it's suddenly fun when you're reading the scripture. Cause right. you start to see the same themes again and again. And, and it's all, it's all saying the same thing. God loves you. He's crazy about you. <laughs> 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 in the midst of stories where it's talking about taking babies and, you know, throwing them on rocks. I mean, it's like the craziest thing when you see that they're metaphors and that those are actually things that are talking about how to get rid of the things that we, that are, that are lies about the father.
0: Mm, I love That's that. really
1: the, I they're love not, it. it's not people. That's why Paul said our fight isn't against flesh and blood. It's not people. That's not, the scriptures aren't talking about people. Those are metaphors for the things, the lies that the father doesn't love you. Um, and that's what he wants to destroy. He wants yeah. to remove anything that causes you to think, to think that God wants you to feel guilt and shame and remorse, not remorse. And you know, like that I'm, that I'm sorry, I did a bad thing, but, or hurt somebody, but, but that you have to keep saying, and, sh- and, and that God demands that you, that he sees this, pain on your face i'm so sorry that i disappointed you he's like you can't disappoint me just like your grandmother you never did that she never made you feel like you have to come to her and say i'm so sorry And okay well you, you, you i think that you look like you were you were you were pained enough and 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 because i was i told you i was going to withhold my love from you until mm-hmm. you felt sorry for what you did and so you feel sorry enough so now i'll give you love again Mm -hmm. that's not your grandma that's not what she did that's not god Mm -hmm. that isn't how it works
0: it's not how it works god is it and i think it's a lifetime of daily unfolding and unwrapping this gift of life that can feel not very much like a gift sometimes (laughs) but um Being there and knowing that there is a depth of hell, that there is a depth of, of feeling and to be with each other in that compassion, to be with one another's pain and then also to lead them to the still water and remind and remember to make alive again, the spirit of love and the image of God that is within each one of us, um. I just, I, I, I love that you brought up the considerate nothing but joy scripture. I just think that is so perfect and so beautiful that, um, that it, it, I was looking it up in the Greek. It's like for that to take the first seat and the biggest weight, like that it would have the, the, the first voice, the first word, um, I love that concept when we get the bad news what are the first words that we say about it are going to anchor us to a des- a destiny um i've loved this today i think this is so good are you good it was
1: fun yeah oh yeah it was great
0: good. good 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 well count it all joy my siblings count it or consider it nothing but joy because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. <laughs> but if any of you is lacking in wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly. I love that how they translated that. And it will be given to you. And so let the peace of God, which passes all understanding... Guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus until we talk again. God bless you.